This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 1, Episode 6, titled Grand Finale. I almost said thank you, Jesus. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two intoxicated co-hosts from the podcast RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Please say, I have diarrhea now, to Evan Airs. Hello, Evan. How are you? I'm good. Um, that's not an untrue thing to say about me. What do you mean? That you're drunk or that you have... Oh. No, no, I'll let you... We'll, we'll pretend. Finish your sentence. No. It'll be a mystery. No. Who, who re- I've never heard anyone refuse to finish a sentence. It'll be a mystery. <laughs> now, how do you feel before we bring in our next uh co-host how do you feel we've done this will be our sixth episode together how how you felt about it i feel i feel tired i feel like i've been attacked i feel very laganja estranja before she breaks down no i'm kidding that's been fun i'm looking forward to having taylor back now i don't have to pee my pants anymore i can maybe actually be a little more coherent well also we've learned haven't we that if you have to pee your pants just tells you to pee your pants also would you do it yeah what you could do is put your finger up and then leave when we're doing one of these long-ass clips. I will. Trust, the one thing you can count on is Taylor and I will have no shortage of talking. People will never know you were gone. Oh, thank you. And from the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... This is not RuPaul's best friend race anymore. To Taylor the Latte Boy. Well, welcome back, Taylor the Latte Boy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Can I make a statement? Yes. How do you not know the theme to Superman? <laughs> that took how, how many? Like, last last night, <laughs> rage when I was listening to episode four. And I was like, oh, that bitch is going to get it tomorrow when I uh, really take this episode. But Taylor, Damn. Superman, Indiana Jones. In, no, Indiana Jones. E.T., e. you're right. Because E.T., okay, e. that one I'll give you. But, but Indiana Jones and Superman... You were a child of the 80s. You were a small child of the 80s, but you were a child of the 80s. Oh, Taylor, I hate to break this to you. Oh, I hate to break it to you. Oh, no, you were a child of the 90s. I'm I'm loving to break it to you. I was not a child of the 80s. Well, you should have been a child of the 80s. (laughs) And you should have known Superman and Indiana Jones. They made Indiana Jones movies within the last couple of years. Yeah. I just never, never was interested in seeing them. That's that's not going to fly as an answer. That's fine. <laughs> Taylor, I'm glad you said that, because one of the things he says in his bullshit answer to that, I listen, when I listen to it, I realize this. He goes like, I'm sorry. I just could not deal with the masculinity. Ah. And I was like, yeah, you love Jurassic Park. And that character is like almost based on Indiana Jones. The dinosaurs were all female. 
Indiana Jones fucks a lot of chicks. <laughs> yeah. No, I just it was I was never into it. My brother would know everything about them. That just was never my thing. Superman was in a leotard, in a light blue leotard through the whole movie. Yeah, Superman is that there's nothing if that ever comes up when I'm at the gym, it makes me go up to three point two on the treadmill. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like the wind. <laughs> oh, it's been a long time since I laughed on this podcast. It's, <laughs> it's funny that you guys were talking about this because I saw Star Wars yesterday, and a huge part of Star Wars for me is John Williams' music, yeah. which they incorporate the old stuff a lot into this movie, just in little tiny parts. So as you were playing all of the different songs, it it definitely brought back memories of all of those movies and everything. It was it was it was definitely a time on the show this last season that I was like, oh, I kind of wish I was there because of all the, the just the emotional resonance I have with John Williams' music. I legit got yeah. choked up when I was talking about that last shot of E.T. Yeah, there's a lot of John Williams. I, I go every year to go see John Williams, but like I said, it's sad now because he's old. He's he's not he's not like. But he can't do the whole show anymore. Yeah, you know what? What is he not like? How, yeah, how old is that? <laughs> he's in his eighties. Look, he's still pretty good in his eighties, but he's he's a tall man, which I feel the tall don't age well. Well, because they kind of get yeah. hook. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, no, but he, but he used to do the whole show before he do the first half and the second half, and and mm-hmm. uh, now he just does like the second half and. He doesn't do as many encores as he used to, and uh, but the best one I ever went to actually was the one they did a Star Wars because every day the, the theme it could be like if there's the Olympics mm-hmm. that year or the Olympics but he still always plays the hits you'll always yeah. get Star Wars you'll always get now Harry Potter you'll always get a Superman you'll always you know you'll get the big hits always no matter what the theme yeah. but. Um, one year the theme was actually Star Wars and they did. Um, basically the trilogy, the story of the trilogy, uh. and and it was narrated live by James Earl Jones. Oh Ooh. my god! Yeah, I would I would just sit and cry through the entire thing. Yeah, Le- just sitting in the theater. I have uh, just sitting in the theater when the screen went black and it said mm-hmm. "Long ago in a galaxy far, far away." That was the first of many times I cried through the movie. And that that just to me just it hits me every single time. The last you know, so whenever you go, whenever you go, and I'll send you a video that I took from my phone, but whenever you go, whenever he plays Star Wars stuff, the whole Hollywood bowl lights up with lightsabers. Mm-hmm. And obviously there are cameras for people who are sit far away. And I remember there was this amazing shot of the camera, and they don't usually do this shot. It's from the rear of the stage. Mm-hmm. And they shot from the rear stage of him conducting, but behind him you could just see the sea of lightsabers. And I want to okay. somehow get a hold of the Holland Bowl and see if I could just get like I would love to get just that screenshot and blow it up as a picture. It that was just be so cool. beautiful um, of of that happy. Yeah, but and people are having like lightsaber battles. It goes it goes crazy. But anyway, Taylor, how are you? Do you have any questions for our pal Evan Ayers? You've listened to the episode since you've been mm. on. Is there a lot to bring up? And Evan, you might have questions for Taylor. Uh, uh, as far as questions that I have, I don't necessarily have questions. I have notes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have critiques. Sure. Um, I think Evan's done great. I, I, oh, I really? think that well, Evan has one for three. <laughs> clearly gotten more comfortable as the episodes have gone on. 
So that is definitely something that I, as as a listener, as somebody who is listening with what I can only refer to as a very critical ear, I I think I think Evan's doing a, a great job. Now that being said, get out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> now, Evan, let me ask you this question. Did, now, for, well, I do have a big question to ask you. Right before we recorded, the the movie All About Eve came up. And it was asked if you knew what All About Eve was. Do you know what All About Eve is? Of course I do. It's a movie. Yes. And it stars Betty Davis. And she's, um, it's Margot, is it Channel or Channing? What's her last he, name? So he looked it up, Taylor. <laughs> no, I, I did not. I, what is the I mean, famous line from It's All About Eve? Oh, I, oh, wait a minute. What are you talking about if someone's not looking at the Wikipedia page? That's a good question, I'm not Taylor, looking at it. that wouldn't be at a glance on a Wikipedia page. I couldn't tell you the, the famous line. Oh, my God. What's funny is as a gay man, you know the line, but because... I probably do, yeah. Oh, yeah. But if you'd seen the movie, you would know that's the one line. Mm-hmm. Taylor, you, I'll give you the honor, Taylor. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy oh, night. Oh, didn't... That just sounds like something my, I would say on, like, a Tuesday night, but Okay. <laughs> Well, you know what? Based on the young gay guys' lives are not that different from a lot of scenes in the <laughs> from the aged, like Joe and myself. Yeah, uh, you should see it all about Eve. It's an amazing. You know what's so funny is it's good. It's been a while, but it's good. Been a while, yeah. It's been twenty six years. So um, there are movies that I've seen that I didn't realize were g- iconic gay movies, especially mm-hmm. in my youth, and I would stumble upon them and I would be like. <gasps> What is this movie? What well, I love it. All about Eve is one of those movies. All about Eve it was it was on, and I was like, "What is this shit?" You know, and I looked and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest movie! This is, what is this movie? I love this movie! I, I love this movie!" Same yeah. thing with my friend Chris's. My friend Chris comes from a Hollywood family, right? And so I knew his mom had been an actress. And one day I stumbled upon his mom's movie, Imitation of Life, with um. Because the, there's two imitations of life. There's the old, old one from like the 30s, and then there's one um, in the 50s with um, the one that killed her husband. Uh, did I know this? That she's an imitation of life? That Yeah, no. Did I know this? I don't know. She was nominated for an Academy Award for it. Susan Conan. Oh. So I see imitation of life, and I go to Chris. This, I must have been so an idiot. I say... Chris, you have to show this movie to gay people because they will love it. He goes, uh, <laughs> I had to break it to you. <laughs> they already know it. It is, oh my God, I, just, I think it's one of the best gay movies. What is her name? What Imitation of Life is a great movie. This, the one with Mahalia Jackson where she sings at the funeral? Oh, yeah, yeah. The one with Mahalia Jackson where she sings at okay. the funeral. Evan, uh, what's the name of the actress from Imitation? She's so fan. I'm going to be so mad when I find out who it is. Her daughter had just killed her husband, Johnny Stampanato, in real life, by the way. Those are okay, like movies. Oh, whoa. About, yeah. Is it Lana Turner? Lana Turner. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Lana Turner stars in it. Chris's mom, Susan Conner, plays the half-black daughter. Okay. And, um, yeah, it, it, that movie is amazing. That should be homework for Evan. Watch Imitation of Life. I'm- and all about Eve. The, 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 the classics, Imitation of Life, all Pull about my Eve. scroll of things to add, yeah. Can't Stop the Music with Bruce Jenner and the Village People. <laughs> I've never seen Can't Stop the Music. Oh, God, it's horrible. <laughs> it was on Netflix for a long time. I made my co-host on Pod as my co-pilot 
watch the first three minutes of it, mm-hmm. which is pretty much just Bruce Jenner and Steve Gutenberg roller skating through 1970s New York. Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg was hot because he was, it was even before like uh, police academies. He was like oh, 26. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but also it's known in Hollywood, but then you can see it and then he had a gigantic penis. Like, oh, I believe it. Giga- ginormous. ginormous. I believe it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, also, you know, we might as well talk about this now. Has, have either one of you seen Dragula? Taylor? I haven't seen it yet. I, I still I, haven't watched it. I, uh, you and I watched the first season and talk, used to talk about it privately, but yeah. my goal is at some point to watch the second season. I think season two is so much better than season one. They should almost erase. It's almost like any of these drag shows have an embarrassing season one. You know, well, there is a reason that you can't get season one on iTunes for Drag Race. So <laughs> yeah, they should take it off yeah. YouTube. Season two is pretty good, actually. I'm a big fan. Yes, Evan, you have something to say? No, I was just saying it's definitely on my list of things to do. But I just what, what else is on your list of things to do besides register to vote and uh, <laughs> pay my taxes and um, replace the we- the the wheels in your wheelie shoes. Uh, well, I have a I have these trampoline shoes. That I need to get re uh, restretched. Did you ever resized. have the wheelie shoes? I don't know when things happened in, in life. No, I never had the heelys, but I did have the I had the moon shoes though. What are those? They were they were the they were literally like shoes that were mini trampolines, and you just like bought like they were separate little springs, and they were just like bungee cords that you like that were like. But how whenever, did you, you walk never around? Saw... For Joe and I, those would be called shoes. <laughs> Um, you wouldn't walk around. You would fumble around, but it was fun. But I never had the heels. Taylor, you haven't heard this episode yet, but um, uh, you know how Evan didn't know um, any of the John Williams songs? People yes. are gonna, well, People probably already have lost their mind because they're hearing this afterwards. He said he was a Broadway queen. I, mm, I did not say that. I said I thought I was, and I clearly am not. Taylor. Oh, I'm not going to go back. I, Spotify does weird shit to my computer. I'm not going to play these musical theater songs again. But w- if I played you anything from Les Miserables, would you know it? Uh, I would know some of the big songs. In but. fairness, the Les Miserables song that you played, you were speaking during the beginning of it. And so I didn't know. And then when she started singing, I knew who it was. I mean, I I know I dreamed a dream. That's that's honestly, that's I'm not okay. I am not a huge Broadway. I don't even. OK, but what if I was like. What if I came on the show and I was like, and all you have to do is tell me the musical too. But I was like, hello, Taylor. Well, hello, Evan. It's so nice to have you back where you belong. Do you know anything? Well, that's clearly Miss Saigon. (laughs) Well, if you're Evan, it is. (laughs) Do you know what show that is? Me? No, Taylor. Oh, Oh, yes. I know. I want to see if Evan knows it. Or is that one of the ones that That's Evan was quizzed on last he week? He didn't know, but let's see if he goes, no. I, I still don't him. know it, no. I told him the answer, Taylor. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah, God. You asked me You asked me a lot of them. By the way, Taylor, he went to a performing arts school. <laughs> it was a performing arts high school, okay? It didn't really count. It was like junior varsity glee. This week, the final four face off in a desperate bid to snatch a spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. Challenge number one, spend time with Sherry O'Terry. Next, the girls go on a mad dash around about one square mile of West Hollywood where they take part in a boring group interview, give an offensive acceptance speech to accept a cheeseburger in their honor, 
and finally performed terrible stand-up comedy at the Comedy Store. On the main stage, the girls walked down the runway one more time in front of a distinguished panel of judges before RuPaul names Chad Michaels the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 1. Ladies, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Let's start with our guest of honor, our guest, our permanent guest, I don't know what you'd call Taylor, (laughs) Taylor the Latte Boy. Um, I thought you guys were doing two things that you didn't like and one thing that you liked. And that is actually what I prepared for. Okay, well, then, then do that. That's fine. With okay. this season, that's fine. Okay. One whatever thing, you can talk about. Okay. One thing that I did actually like is I liked the concept of the main challenge. I liked the idea that if they're going to be all-stars, they have to run from different place to different place. Um, it felt very much like one of my favorite episodes that they always did on – America's Next Top Model, which was the Gosies, where it felt very much like Gosies, even though the, it just was horribly shot. Um, and so that's the one thing that I did like. The two things that I did not like were I did not like the – I thought all of the outfits, and I know I'm kind of skipping ahead, they all felt very less than. It felt like if you are going to be the first inductee to the Drag Race Hall of Fame – they all should have kind of really stepped up their pussies and nobody did. Nobody did except maybe for rock lobster, but we'll talk about her later. Um, the other thing that I did, the other thing that I did not like, I hate this song that is associated with this season, the response of Trinity or whatever. I, I have that written down. It's horrible. And it, it just, uh, so, so the fact that they had to lip sync to this, to even even Babaloo under his breath was like, this was a horrible song. I'm like, yep, yep, it is. And you never heard them bring it back for anything ever again. So those are the, th- those would be my answers. Thank Evan, you. what can you tell us? I took the words out of my mouth about liking the challenge in theory, because it was very much like a go-see slash kind of what maybe like a successful drag queen in WeHo would be like for like, you know, for like a day in the life, I guess, if they had several gigs. Um, again, poorly executed. I did like Rue's looks, and I'm going to talk, or I'm going to mention a little bit later, but how I do think this is the best that she's ever looked throughout this season. Um, and then one thing that I also did like, I liked that it was the end. I liked that it was the end. <laughs> and I did not love that there were guest judges for the finale judging. Like, what an awkward thing to be sitting on, I feel like. I don't know, like, who was that one? Who was the Rebel Wilson or the, the big one? Um, Beth Ditto? Was that Beth Ditto? I, I don't I, know I, who she is either, Taylor. Beth I don't know Ditto why. is the lead singer of a group, Gossip, which is kind of like a punk dance group from about seven, eight years ago. And she had a – she has an album out that just came out this last year that's actually really good. But she released an EP probably about four or five years ago, a solo EP that had very – dancey punks do it she did she did, had a song called i wrote the book and the video is very much an homage to justify my love and mm. she's not megan trainer no she's not <laughs> megan trainer she, she's not rebel wilson no she's not miss piggy she's she, she's she's okay well cool. well no so I, I recognize her face but i think she should have been a guest judge on the the girl group episode then like it, it just made no yeah. sense that she said that she was there right for this last time it was very very odd to me yeah, I, I so. would agree with that, that I think it should. But really, at that point, they didn't have Carson. They didn't have Todrick. They didn't have anybody like that. It was really just the three. 
So it, yeah. it kind of makes sense that they need more people to sort of talk things up. Also, is this Santino's last season? No, season six is Santino. Oh, six is, that's right, okay. Yeah. We talked about that on season six. Yeah, you know, the, the, the season you listened to, Evan? Yeah. I, I'm... I'm and also, it was the last thing that was talked about. One of the last things that was talked about in season okay. six. So it should have been fresh well, well, in your well, in mind. My, okay, so in my mind, this is the last time I have to talk about Santino. <laughs> because he's no longer in future seasons. Let me make an amendment there. I love how we, you, you purposely said on episode one, just be nice to him because it's his first time. And now we're both just tag-teaming on this poor guy. Nope. Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Let us do the talking, Evan. <laughs> Fine, I'm going to sit here and drink my cheap red wine. Shut up. Get out of my chair! I cannot, th- I cannot think of one thing that I liked in this episode. I have two things I didn't like. I hated this fucking goddamn comedy challenge. I, it's awful. <laughs> and I have... There is... I don't know, Taylor, what did you think of my Dustin Lance Black rant? Your Dustin Lance Black thing... I, well, you and I have kind of talked privately about Dustin Lance Black, but yeah. it was very, really good. And the fact that you kept coming back to it... No, you would not let it go. Every, every, every time, so... And I love the fact that you think that he's your nemesis. That that to me, that, yeah. that there is a Lex Luthor yeah. out you know, in Hollywood somewhere. Dustin you ruined Dustin Lanzbeck would not recognize me from a hole in the wall. Yes. You ruined Tom Daly's Instagram for me. I can't look at it without thinking about him. Oh, I'll, I'll get Black through you like, <laughs> looking at Tom Daly's Instagram. because He doesn't I, do it for me. And you oh, would Tom think, Daly's super cute. He's super you would he's think very he cute. Would, right. You would think he would. You Where think- were you guys when he came out officially? I can tell you I was taking an exam in college, and I had 13 text messages during it. I thought it was an emergency, and it was just my friends. Be like, ah! Did he need to come out? I thought it was pretty obvious he was gay. Well, he, like, he like did this like little like like YouTube video. Where it was, he like kind of came out, but not really. Well, he, he, admitted, start, he, he started his body. He like, he's like, maybe the person I'm with is a guy. We're like, oh, really? Dustin Lance Black, sweet guy. Oh, he can go fuck himself. And uh, I hate this response to Trinity song. I had to pull it today, and I. Uh... I'm surprised they can still, like, I'm surprised someone hasn't bitched about that song as well. The number of things they've had to pull back. I want to go on Reddit. Evan posed an interesting question on, on the last episode, which was, and I want to do their investigation on Reddit, yet no, I don't know where this answer will go, <laughs> is did they ever release that comic book? I've never heard anyone talk about how they read this comic I book. I thought about looking for that, because it, it was it was Dynamite Comics was the one that, uh, let me see. I could, I could probably look that up pretty quickly. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't, because you hear about queens who like never don't get, get their prizes. They don't yeah. get anything. Yeah, they're like, still waiting from like season four. So I'm sure no one's holding their breath for yeah, these. But they're like fierce drag jewels or whatever they're yeah. supposed to get. You know, their or, like, Marco they're... Marco dress. Yeah, or their lifetime supply of uh... beads by yeah. beads galore. Yeah, uh, or I'm sure like I'm sure Alan Shock Travel was not sending them places. No, no, not at all. Uh, well, Taylor looks that up. In the workroom, the queens talk briefly about being in the top four before RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's main challenge. For your final All-Stars Challenge, you'll be taking your charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent on the road. As the four of you headline an All-Star Comedy Review at the world-famous Comedy Store. You'll need to work up a hilarious routine that kills the peoples. And to help you find your funny, you'll have one-on-one time with our extra special guest judge, SNL alum Sherry O'Terry. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. 
A true all-star is always in demand. And your calendars are filling up. Tomorrow, in addition to your all-star comedy review, you've been booked for not one, but two other gigs. First, you'll leave here for an early morning interview with celebrity reporter Mark Melkin. Then you'll rush off to make a personal appearance and you'll receive a special honor. More details to come. Now, you need to prepare three different all-star looks, from wigs to heels. And you'll be racing to each location in dragmobiles, unsafe at any speed. Gentlemen, start your engines, and may the best woman win. Yes. <laughs> Immediately, the girls are ushered at a t- one at a time to meet with Sherry O'Terry. She gives the girls advice to improve their stand-up comedy routines, and she was particularly critical of Chanel's first take at her routine, I guess is what you'd say. Hey, y'all, how's everybody feeling out there tonight? Woo! All right, I am a 32-year-old white man, and I am living in a black woman's body, baby. I drink wine, I smoke cigarettes. Mm-mm. No, we don't like that. You said I'm a black woman and I smoke and I drink. I don't think it's a fair stereotype. That's why I said I'm a white man who smokes and drinks, but that I'm also trapped in a black woman's body. I wasn't ever trying to convey that black women smoke and drink. Oh, that's what it sounded like. You want to make sure if you are going to go where, you know, something with race, you're not offensive. Okay. Uh, Evan, any thoughts about Sherry O'Terry? Well, first... Uh, no, no, not about Cherry O'Terry yet, but in defense of Shad, or Chanel, excuse me, I don't feel like, you know when you're like kind of stressed and you're not really yourself, I feel like she hasn't been double booked in a long time, so that's maybe she was a little off. Um, that was terrible. I don't mind, I feel like you guys are like not happy, with, but what's your beef with Cherry O'Terry? I, I used to love I adore Sherry O'Terry, and I actually wrote on there... I just wrote Sherry O'Terry because that's really all I had to say. But just the fact that she was she was a big person on on SNL and just kind yeah. of disappeared when she when she left the series. So I find I find that kind of interesting. Whereas other ones that have left, you at least see them in you know where you see them in other movies or you see them yeah. on TV shows, and it feels like you don't ever see her anymore. I haven't seen I haven't seen anything that she's done since. I'm sure she has aside from Drag Race All Stars episode six, but I don't know. Any other thoughts on Sherry O'Terry, Evan? No. <laughs> Taylor the Latte Boy. Well, okay, I, I wrote notes feverishly in the dark while I was watching the episode, and I wrote, Chanel, I said it, no, I didn't. <laughs> Where he okay. kind of, he pretty much said, well, that's not what I said. But if you go back 20 seconds on the show, that's exactly what he said. Donald Trumped it. Of the, I'm a white man trapped in a black woman's body, I smoke and I drink. So, but then he said, well, that, that's not what I said. Bitch, that is what you said. Also, they call her out for this later on, but she's not black. So she got, right. it, back, she got it backwards. She's right. <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah. I went, and, and listening to it now, the audio, I realize that, that that is correct. When he said the joke, I'm a white man trapped in a black woman's butt. No. That implies that, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that Latrice Royale could say that. It's still not right. true, but no. And where she says that, where Sherry says the thing of, you know, if we're going to go through race, we can't. What is it that she says? Yeah, if we it's, go through, it's going to be about it, race. It shouldn't. It should, if it's going to be about race, it can't be offensive. That's half the fun of talking about race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, look, don't get now. You're going to get me started on my Sherry or Terry rant. 
Okay. One. Is it your Sherry O'Tear? E? Go on. Oh. That was bad. Sorry. <laughs> Remember what I said about improving with every episode? I know. My dad jokes are, my bad jokes are never going away. This is who I am. What's your thing with Sherry O'Terry? This is what I've been doing with... You know what? I, maybe I'd rather have <laughs> Sherry O'Terry right now. Anyway... Let's start. And by the way, the the first thing I'm going to say, I don't blame Sherry O'Terry for this part. I'm sure she was pissed when this happened. Sherry O'Terry is not, and I don't think has ever been, a stand-up comedian. She okay. is a sketch, and I don't even know if she does improv. She's a sketch comic, which is a whole other different art form. And we're gonna we're gonna fucking talk about art forms today. But I'm not gonna I'm not ready for this rant yet. We'll get to this rant later. But she's a sketch comic and that's a different skill set than stand-up comedy totally respectable skill set nothing no Mm -hmm. different from stand-up comedy just a different skill set okay so i'm sure she shows up and they're like oh by the way we're gonna have you rehearse with the girls stand-up comedy and she's like oh what what one two and you can see it because stand-up comedy you can totally talk about race and and it's okay to be offensive when you're doing stand-up comedy as long as you're funny right that's the rule. You can be as offensive as you want to be as long as you're funny. Now, Chanel wasn't funny, but you, um, you can be offensive. Now, I've never heard this. I've never even heard a stereotype that black women like to smoke and drink. <laughs> so I wouldn't even know how to be offended. I've never even heard that. It's like saying like, yeah, I'm a Mexican. You know how us Mexicans are. We like to drive Toyota pickup trucks and deposit money into banks. <laughs> And you're like, what? I, that's I've never heard those stereotypes before. So uh, that's a weird stereotype. Three, and I, I was going to talk about this later, but I'll talk about this now. This fucking bitch, Sherry Terry, she's like, if you're going to talk about race, don't be offensive. And then I see this Chad Michaels get up and talk about he gets his plastic surgery done in TJ, and mm. he's using all these Latino like he calls them bandito. And Pepe, and mm-hmm. like how it's shitty plastic surgery. That's offensive. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> but it's funny. But it's funny. I don't know. I don't amazing. know about that. I don't know about that. So that's the thing. Is like, wait, but he says, she, I don't know. There was a weird, it was weird, and I wasn't a fan of it. And she, she's, again, I don't actually blame her for this part because I don't know if they. You know, ambushed her and said you're going to be rehearsing with them for stand-up comedy because you can see it because it looks like she had Juju be put on funny glasses, which is something like a sketch comic would do. Right. She mm-hmm. was a member of the Groundlings. Oh yeah, the Groundlings. I mean, that, the Groundlings is the, one of the home bases for SNL people who do, and they're very. That's the thing about the Groundlings. They're very, very, very character-based. If you're going to study sketch comedy and you really want to focus on characters, if you're an actor and you want to focus on developing your character, you're going to go through the groundlings. That's what they really focus on is creating characters and funny moments out of those characters and what those characters would do. All right, let's move on. Next, the girls were ushered in full drag into two separate vans, each of which was being driven by former drag race contestants who didn't make the cut for All-Stars. Chanel and Jujube were in one van driven by Season 3's Delta Work, and Raven and Chad were in another van driven by Season 1's Angina. First up, all four girls sat down for a group interview with entertainment journalist Mark Melkin. We're going to play this chat, we're going to play this clip, and we are going to just talk like we do Untucked. 
Okay, it's a long clip. Hello, all stars. How are you? Great. How are you? And you're the top four. We are. We are. Okay, so this is a tough show. Why did you come back? Are you fucking kidding me? Why not? That, by the way, I'm going to play that back again. That is so fucking fake. When Raven says, why would any, let's just think about this right here. If you're doing an interview and set up for television type interview, like it has like a television right. setup, right? And this journalist who you don't know says, why come back? Would you say, are you Shut fucking up. kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like the producer said, say, are you fucking kidding me? Or he midway realized how bad it was and he just said, are you fucking kidding me? Back. Are you fucking kidding me? Why not? Excuse my language. I'm a little sorry about that. Now, the grand prize of $100,000. You know what? Honestly, for me, it is about being that person that goes out and represents RuPaul at the end of this show. Really? Any of us would be lying to say we don't want the $100,000. What is the guilty pleasure you're going to buy? The first thing you're going to buy oh. if you get the money. Am I wrong that he can't talk? No. It, it, it's, it's... And he's, he was on E at the time. He, yeah. It's, it's so funny how you forget about people even just a couple of years later. You know, oh, so you knew who this point. guy was. Yeah. No, I kind of remembered him from E, but he was still somebody that I... Just like, ugh, ugh. Are we sure? Is it not Carson Kressley, but like before his face? In disguise? Yeah, or just, you know, before he's being snatched back. I want a vacation. Talk, please talk to them. I will kill you if you don't talk in the microphone. <laughs> I just did. No, because this is what you do. Evan, I'm going to cut this it's out. It's right here. Like, I'm talking right into it. Taylor, Taylor, back yeah. up on this. No, you know, you talk into it and then suddenly you talk like this or when you move away. He was like, he's, are we sure that's not? You know what he's doing? He's doing that gay, like, girl flip <laughs> nope. and he's going like he's going like are we sure he's just not Carson Kressley <laughs> am I wrong that's what he's doing right no Taylor? no you have done that's, it because again very critical ear and you have been doing it through the whole season I enjoy you but you've been doing it wrong okay oh, oh girl oh, oh god now he's gonna oh, take that whole Evan's thing last episode mouth, so. it's fine let's go let's goodbye, go. goodbye Evan <laughs> happy trails to uh. Are you going to go back to the interview? You know, the thing is... The first thing I'm going to do is put the money up before I blow the rest of it. <laughs> you know what? I spend Jesus saves. <laughs> I want a trip to Australia. I've always wanted to go to Sydney. You know what? I I'll help you pack your bags. They made that into a dramatic moment because what you guys don't, if you, had, if you haven't seen the episode, is what they're trying to show is that Juju B is being interrupted. But you could tell in the editing that she's not being interrupted. Right. Like they're, they're cutting it so that she's interrupted, but she really isn't. It's like they were like practicing for how they wanted to edit Untucked for seasons five and six. Like this is like their tester. You're right, actually. You're right. It's the same sort of like shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Who are some of your celebrity inspirations? I was told I look like Chris Jenner. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, I'm a little more old school. I love the Joan Crawfords and the Betty Davises. The women of yesteryear had so much to them, and I loved the fashions and the glamour and the glitz and cinched waist and peplums. I think that's it then. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Boring interview. By the way, Chanel, like that's what she loves, old time Hollywood, yet she dresses like um, a 1970s New Jersey housewife. Yes, Taylor, you have something to say? Uh, one thing that I wrote about this, and, and it, it kind of speaks to the whole this whole part of it, but 
Raven's day makeup is awful. terrifying. It's stuff. awful. It's terrifying in HD. It it's just I I I do. We'll, we'll speak later to all all sorts of things Raven, but in particular it was just it was she just looked re- really just like coffee grounds. <laughs> I mean that's like how she kind of contrasts. She should change her name to Shaven. Shaven. <laughs> she needs to shave. Boo. Yeah. None of them necessarily <laughs> looked great with the possible exception of Chad Michaels, but it was still it was not not the best for Raven. Evan, yes. I just realized that you just made me understand that there's a read Naomi Smalls has for Bob the Drag Queen that I, she says there's not much you can do with coffee grounds and gasoline. And that's totally what she's talking about. Thank you for that. You're welcome. What's the gasoline part? Oh, I don't know, but I know I, I, I'm, 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 I've got to start, though. I've got a base. It was it was a joke that uh, Naomi made during a, the reading challenge. It was a read, yeah. Eight. She goes, I understand the way you look this. Yeah. Oh, you guys have good memories. Next, the girls had to race in their separate vans to Hamburger Mary's in West Hollywood to participate in a ceremony in each of their honor. There, they each received the key to the city of West Hollywood, along with a cheeseburger named in their honor. What a privilege it is for me to have my very own signature hamburger that will now be available at all 12 of the Hamburger Mary's locations throughout the entire nation. Let me tell you a little bit about my meat, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) It is a half pound of our free-range organic ground beef, a seared slice of Granny Smith apple dipped in honey. I love honey. (laughs) Mary herself. Melt on top. Hot pepper jack cheese. Ooh, ooh with me. <laughs> Just when you thought you couldn't handle any more, there's one more ingredient. Pesto sauce slapped right between both of those buns. <laughs> and now I can officially say that you can fucking eat me. <laughs> okay, I wanna, I'm going to replay something right now. I didn't pull this clip. It's way later in the show. Michelle is talking to Chad. And she says, you were so... I can't remember what the word she uses. but it's Gracious. Almost, like, gracious and dignified at right. your um, ceremony. And meanwhile, the mayor of West Hollywood is there. And this is what a Chad said. Miss Gracious, dignified Chad says. Eat hey, my meat. That you can fucking eat me. <laughs> so gracious (laughs) i don't is that all supposed to be did they all have the same burger no 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 they each had different burgers okay because when they're describing i'm like that sounds disgusting each burger sounded gross and i went to the hamburger mary's website and none of those burgers is available right taylor you have an update for us in the comic book wait he's uh you guys cut out for a second okay um i have looked taylor and i can hear each other just fine (laughs) Well, <laughs> oh, Evan, that, are, that Evan, works. Are your, Evan, adults are, are talking. Evan, adults are talking. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna sit. My... Evan, are your feelings hurt? I haven't felt emotions in about six years. We're good. <laughs> um, he's, he's been pri- primed for this job. I am curious though. Have you had a hamburger Mary burger before? 
Oh, don't get me fucking started on this bitch. Oh, Do God. not get me well, started on this. Well, in line with, did they make the comics? Did they actually make these burgers? I'm assuming they really did, probably for a time when the episode came out. Yeah. But I've never... Yeah. They're not on the menu now. Um, but that Hamburger Mary... Now, Taylor, you've been to the one right there by you, right? Yes, there's one There's one in St. Petersburg, uh, about 10 minutes from my house. And have you eaten there? One time. And what uh, were your Twice. Thoughts? No, I've eaten there twice because they did a drag queen bingo benefit for us, so I went to that. And what were your thoughts? Uh, way overpriced mm-hmm. and not that good. It's fun. It's like chilies. Yes. <gasps> I love chilies, though. Oh, and that's like you don't eat Hamburger Mary's and go, this is disgusting. Right? No. But Chili's is what, like $10 for a burger? I don't know how much Chili's is. Uh, a little bit more than that, probably. Yeah, okay. But in West Hollywood, I think it, like, the burger. Did he just shrug his shoulders? No, like, I. No, that was. That's not. I would pay that. I've had a. Okay. Go on. Wait, Evan, how much How much is the. You go to Chili's. How much is a burger at Chili's? I think it's twelve forty seven or something. <laughs> That's a very specific. That's a very specific price. Fuck charges forty seven <laughs> cents with a burger. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Evan, look up the prices at your local Chili's. But what I'm saying though is, Hamburger Mary's is more money than that. So you're paying extra yeah. money so they can have stupid double entendres in the in the description of the burger. You know, and you can you can have a sad drag queen on a Wednesday night, walking back and forth to an Ariana Grande song. <laughs> Getting yeah. money like that's that's you're that's you you're paying for the show. Yeah, you can have a drag queen bug the shit out of you while you're trying to eat your overpriced chicken nuggets. <laughs> to Evan, do you have something to say? Yeah, I was going to speak about. I went to a drag brunch on Saturday this weekend, and I really appreciated it because at this venue, it was this little like dinky hole in the wall, and the drag queens went away when it was food time. Like they purposely like waited for your food to come out, and they like they left you alone for like twenty minutes. That's smart, because I've been to drag brunches before, where I've literally had, like, you know, like, they sit down with you, and they try to, like, little mess with you? I've had drag queens, like, eat my food before. That's not okay. Has this ever happened to you before? No? Who? No. I've no. never been to a drag brunch. Do wow. we look like people that would allow other people to eat our food <laughs> on yeah. our plates? So, so, so to review, <laughs> Joe's idea of hell is eating in a Hamburger Mary's being served by Dustin Lance Black Ugh. while Sherry O'Terry does a comedy show during oh a drag God. bingo. And Evan wow. starts a sentence and doesn't finish it. Not in the mic. Into, I was going to say away from the mic. By the way, this would be a great time to welcome our new sponsor, Hamburger Mary's, to the show. <laughs> Evan, how oh. angry are you? Be honest. Are you really mad? About what? Oh, oh, oh! You guys, I'm not really mad. Don't worry. <laughs> Notice how much quieter he is. If I was really mad, I would. Well, I'm not quiet. I'm letting you guys have your moment. It's cute watching the elderly play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he does. He. I'm actually. He, I'm actually. Right, all right. I'm, all right. I'm, I'm actually, it's I'm like getting, the dementia ward where they I'm, have them, where they throw the ball to them. It's the yeah. exact same thing. I think I can yeah. count this for my community service. So I'm just. You have, you have <laughs> Finally, the girls had to rush to the comedy store to perform in a five-minute stand-up routine in front of a live audience. First up, Jujubee. So first things first, right? I was born a drag queen, and the afterbirth was glitter. (laughs) When I came out, I had a MAC lip glass in one hand. The other one was a jazz hand. Everybody do a jazz hand with me, darling. So basically, I pop out, and they name me Airline. I mean, my parents must have been on some good shit. 
The funniest part about my name really is that my grandma can't say it. Picture this, okay? Old Asian lady. Titties down to here. Aileen. Aileen, I come home and all I see wigs, underwear, panty, blue paw CD. I don't know what is going on with your hips. Are you gay? What kind of? Look at my face, you fucking liar. You go out with boys. Okay, so uh, I don't want to do full on discussions for each comic. We'll do a big discussion at the end, and I have a fucking rant to go on. But what I want to do, and this is important for the rant and everything like that, is give me initial, just really quick thoughts of Juju B's performance, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask a question for each of you. But Taylor, any uh, sort of quick thoughts about uh, Juju B? I think the skit is done much better when Margaret Cho does it. Okay, very good. Evan? Yeah, it reminds me of, like, the like the initial draft of, like, the Avenue Q girl. The Brian's wife, who's Asian, and, like, just can't say anything right. It's not funny. I, I, I'm obsessed with the fact that Jujubee's name is Airline. I think that's very funny. But That's the funniest part, yeah. Yeah, and it's because mm. it's actually sincere. But no, I don't... It's just him making Asian jokes. All right. What I would like you to do, give me a number from one to ten, but on two categories, okay? Oh. Okay. I even prepared. I did numbers, but now you're saying I got to come up with another number off the fly. Okay. Well, first category is of all comics in, that you've ever seen in your entire life, <laughs> where would you put her, Taylor? On on a zero to infinity. Zero to, yeah. No, zero to ten. Zero one to, to ten. ten. Oh. No, one to ten. Uh, of all ten. comedians, like, like you know, like, I don't know who of you think. The all co- well, I've seen some shitty comedians. Oh yeah, before, yeah, I know, I know. This is important for the rant. I would say a two. Okay, and then uh, Evan, well, and I'm trying, and then I'm sorry, and then Taylor, compared to the other drag queens throughout the, all the seasons. Throughout all the seasons, like whenever they've done comedy shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I would say a two again. Okay, Evan. Um, so compared to other comedians, I'll give it a three. To other drag queen like performances throughout the show, I'll give it a like United Airlines six. Okay. All right, here we go. Next up, Chad Michaels. How's everybody doing? Thank you. I am from San Diego, California. The meth capital of the world. And I'm really happy to be here, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) So, you know, I'm 41 years old, and I am a self-proclaimed drag cougar. I have resorted to plastic surgery to maintain my looks. And as I said, I'm from San Diego, which is only a short 20-minute drive from the finest surgeons that Tijuana has to offer. Don't think for one minute that I have not taken advantage of those Fiesta Day blowout deals on silicone. (laughs) Fill them up, Pepe, honey. And my doctor, Dr. Bendito, finally gave me cheeks that I can see. Literally, I can see them. (laughs) It is very distracting, but uh, it's a rough road. I mean, you guys think that these are my tits, and they're not. They're my balls. I just pushed them up. They're hanging so low. 
You guys are wonderful. I want to thank you guys so much. You've been a fantastic audience. All right, just quick bullet thoughts, Evan. Your bullet, just headline thoughts on Chad Michael's performance. Do you have one? Uh, you mean a bullet, right? Yeah, that was a... Sorry. Um, bad. So compared to other comedians, uh, two. Compared to other queens, I'll give it a two as well. Terrible. Okay. Very gracious. By the way, I, I just realized listening... Took my joke. <laughs> By the way, I just realized listening... The jokes make no sense. She goes, she goes, I can see my cheeks. Or she gave me cheeks that I can see. No, literally, I can see my cheeks. What other way would you interpret that line? Well, maybe because she had very flat cheeks, so they were more plump Yeah, they're something. poofy. And then she says, she starts crying, and she says, you only care about my tits, but doesn't really my ball. Why would you be crying? I don't understand why you'd be crying. <sighs> Also, why is RuPaul cackling? Is that did no? They, that, did, well, she they, does that they, with every one where they, where she does the scream laugh. There have been ones where she do, where she literally <laughs> pretends to hit the hit yeah. the desk. Oh, and, I I love that. It's like it's the fakest. Like, I will say, listening yeah. to uh, What's the Tea, she does find shitty drag queen humor to be very very funny. So like plastic surgery jokes, she just thinks are just super funny. She finds that stuff very funny, I think, genuinely. But, uh, okay, Taylor, you're, uh, you're sort of like quick take on Chad Michael. Um, I actually thought of all of them, I, I, I liked hers the best. That's not saying much. I thought that she seemed the most comfortable with the microphone. Um, so I would say of all comedy ever, I already gave Jujube a two, so I guess I got to give her a three. And of all of the drag queens on the show, I would say a three as well. I'm going to raise some, pose a question, and this is not to say that Chad's only had an unfair advantage this entire season. But don't you think it's a little like a little unfair that they're performing in these venues that Chad and Raven are both LA queens? Like they're probably very used to being on that stage. Well, not the comedy, not store, the comedy right? store. Oh, the hamburger the, Mary's. The I hamburger Mary. Okay, but, yeah. yeah. Okay, but I mean, still, like, it's. I, I don't know. I feel like they have some like weird home, home field. I'm there, sure there's a home, but then I, I know. I know Chad for a fact. She, even to this day, still plays that hamburger Mary's all the fucking time, like yeah. weekly. So Raven's more actually. I think she's done it. She does No, Raven's like a Mickey's girl. She's Mickey's. No, she's, she's, yeah. yeah, she's Mickey's. But she's mostly. But I'm sure she's played hamburger Mary's, and I, and she's mostly in the Inland Empire. It's not hard to see Raven actually out of here. Uh, okay, next up, Raven. Hi, everybody! Well, I apologize, first of all, for my outfit. It's laundry day. <laughs> and that's probably why I'm single. <laughs> you know, I, I, I do have relationships, and they usually last a couple hours. <laughs> my relationships usually end unconventionally, either last call... <laughs> Security flashes their lightning car. <laughs> or the warden comes and tells you you've been released. <laughs> Anyone been in jail in here? <laughs> Prostitution, right? <laughs> so I go to jail and I met the man of my dreams. <laughs> and it is true love. This was a 25-hour relationship. <laughs> I never got his name because who cares? So I'm going to call him Anne for me. <laughs> Cause I like that name. 
And when you get drunk, it sounds like it should be pronounced Anthony. <laughs> so we meet in the same cell. So we already were off to a good start. <laughs> I'm feeling him and he's trying to feel on me. And I told him, look, you want to feel on me? You better get me a drink. <laughs> That's how I usually do it. That's how I was going to do it up in jail. He decides to take me over to his bunk and he sleeps on the top, so match made in heaven. And then the warden came and took me and said, you got to go home. So what did I do? I looked at him and said, peace out, bitch, I gotta go. Okay, Taylor the Latte Boy, Raven, your quick thoughts. I think it's a great concept for a story, but it's just real clunky. Yeah. It's just there's lots of places where the jo- like she she got close to the joke and then almost got fumbled on her not fumbled on her words but just it didn't flow it didn't flow the way that I thought it should have um, okay so as far as the the I would say two three two three oh you say two for all two and then three right, two for, for all okay and then three for queens on the show all right Evan oh by the way I want to jump in here for a second. I forgot to mention something. In the Chad Michaels comedy bit, she gets dinged for running the light. Right. She technically didn't run the light. She was what, still in the middle of the joke. Yeah. When you get the light, they, they mean finish your joke and then that's it. Running the light is like you finish a joke and then you do another joke. And you okay. do more, like so. But like if you're in a joke, they're not they're not expecting you to be like you get the light and you just walk off stage. Right? And they would never expect someone to time their act perfectly. So to like when the light comes on, it's like when the ball, it's like when the ball's in the air and this, the clock stops. Yeah. yeah and then the it ball goes, in, it goes yeah. in the, at the thing. Yeah. Perfect. Sport. Analogy, Kevin. Yeah. And you brought in, sports. why are you talking about racquetball? <laughs> um, I was talking about bocce. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Oh, see, I'm not familiar with that, with that form of bocce. I'm mm. more familiar with the classic form of bocce. Not these crazy oh. new bocce rules that you, co- you you kids come up with. We nowadays. actually pronounce it busay, but that's a different story. <laughs> wow. Do you, all, do you all ride around in the big wheeled <laughs> bicycle with your handlebar mustaches and play busay? No, but we do um, We do rent golf carts and we have signs that say bussy, but <laughs> I hate that word, by the way. I can't believe I just said that. Oh, I hate bussy. I, I hate say bussy. that sometimes to freak out my husband. Oh, my I'll, just walk, I'll just walk past him and go, under my, and he's just like ah he makes he makes a face oh i have a really good friend who he he'll when he wants to go out at night he'll say he'll text our our group chat and it just boys i need to pop this bussy tonight like pop your pussy and it just it the fact that it's so normalized to me is very i'm exciting. glad that evan translated that for us <laughs> yes <laughs> Guys, i wasn't meant, sure what he meant by that he meant pussy but he said bussy it's a, it's, uh, it's yeah. a boy pussy evan. um evan. i thought rave well yes Go ahead. Give me your score. Um, I thought Raven was very funny. I oh, think, really? Uh, I thought it was... I actually laughed a little bit, yeah. I think the only thing... I think that she took... Um, what was her? Cherry Top or Cherry or Terry? I think she, I thought she took her critique and she actually like worked on it very well. And I thought compared to other queens, it was maybe a five or six. Put this in like... Compared to like Pheromone in the RuPaul roast, like she did pretty well. Compared to other comedians, it's like a four or five she did that 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 last joke like wasn't funny enough for me it could have been really funny but it just it was not she did fumble a bit well she she didn't end the routine she just said yeah uh bye bye (laughs) yeah and they do on untucked they they show untucked exclusives 
And there is a joke that they show on Untuck that I thought was much funnier Correct. than the stuff that they showed on on the regular episode. You're right. You're right. In fact, what we learned in Untuck was that they cut out all the good parts of the show and just – can they remember just Chad cries and Raven cries? Yeah. On Untucked? Yeah, on Untucked. Uh, Chad, for some reason, was crying and somebody – who comforted her? Was it Juju? Juju. Yeah, and then, was uh, here. and then Raven cried in front of uh, RuPaul during a table visit. They never showed the table visits. So, Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Okay. Um, and then finally, we have Chanel. What's up? I'm a 32-year-old white man living in a black woman's body. That is how I feel. And that's some truth right there. People say to me all the time, Chanel, why you got such judgmental eyebrows, bitch? I said, judgmental eyebrows, baby, maybe you just real insecure, honey. But, but when I had looked up in the mirror this morning, I got real scared real quick. Look at this hair. This is the Charmin bear that had exploded right up all over my hair, honey. I had stuck my finger into the slice socket. Y'all out here wear pantyhose. As a drag queen, my issue with pantyhose is there's no room for a penis. <laughs> she has been an amazing audience. Okay, uh, Evan Ayers, your hot take on Chanel. Hard pass. I have nothing nice to say. Um, what, can you give me a score? All I, comics. Of all comics, I think that's um, it's a, a one. I'll give her that. Okay. And of other drag queens, I'm, I'll give her, I'll give her a three for stating the obvious about a few things like pantyhose. Um, I would imagine she didn't do well in science, so I'll forgive her for not understanding that she's not actually a black woman. <laughs> um, and again, it was probably a very busy day for her, so I'll, I understand her not being herself. But God, that was terrible. Even Rebel, Rebel Wilson hated it, too. That was her big con. Tango the Latte Boy? Um, yeah, not not very good. Not very good at all. I would say uh, I would give her a one for all comics. However, Evan brought up somebody that was even worse, which is Pheromone. Mm-hmm. So while she is not definitely the worst comic ever on Drag Race. Let's get this. Rose to Cushion. She, she sounds like she sounds like Laganja Estranja when she goes, Laganja's in the house. Ow. But like if Laganja yeah. Lag- had like a third aunt that just got out of jail and is like an assistant manager at Wells Fargo. <laughs> or something. That's that's quite a that's quite a specific picture yeah, that you was, just that painted. Was, that was a very specific picture. I love that woman. I just don't want her to get on a microphone. Um, <laughs> what, what, what was the score? Kind of like how you feel about me, right? <laughs> Wow! All right, now we have to go into therapy time with Taylor. Okay, okay. I just signed up for Obamacare, so maybe you accept it. Hey, 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 hey! Put your lighters oh. up. Ganja's in the house. Ow! 
as you can tell from my accent, I am from Dallas, Texas. And it was not very easy growing up looking like this. Whether I was playing in my grandma's clothes or putting on a show for my well-organized, alphabetically ordered beanie babies, I was good, 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 good gay. gay. Okay. But it wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles that I discovered marijuana. I mean, I like to smoke. Y'all, I am just flying as high as your receding hairline, okay? <laughs> marijuana really does help me calm down. So, y'all, I went to Valencia, where they filmed the TV show Weeds. Now, y'all, it's very dry. It's almost kind of like your vagina. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Now, y'all, I am a tree hugger because if it ain't green, huh, I'm, I'm not, not interested. interested. Okay. <laughs> that is, I keep that clip. That clip is at the right. I know. That was X. Thank you for having that. Have you seen the video of Alaska impersonating her? It's like it's like a day in the life with Alyssa or with Laganja Strange. And she's like, come on, trees. Come on, <laughs> come shrubs. On. Come on, Toyota Camry. Come on, bees. Come on, bees. Bees! bees. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't come for me, Rattlesnake. God, she's so good. Have you ever seen the one where they recut it, but it's Laganta doing well? Oh, yeah, I love You've that. You've talked yes. about that. Yeah. That's so good, yeah. That's so good. Uh, okay, so where does she compare to other drag queens? So, so, so to review, Chanel yeah. Sock. But where does she compare to other drag queens, Taylor? I, I would put her at a one, but if it weren't for Pheromone, she may go in zero territory. Okay. Um, all right, so that's uh, all that. That's uh, oh, Michelle's been sucking RuPaul's dick for the last twenty years. Michelle massages his breasts. <laughs> Wait, who says that about her breasts? Pheromone. Pheromone. Oh, does she? I wonder if I don't think I have that clip anymore. I would pull that clip up. Okay, what were we talking about? Oh, okay. I think you were getting ready to do a rant. Oh yeah, you're building oh, it up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been edging for the last 45 minutes about oh, his comedy rant. God. <laughs> Should I leave the We're on the edge. Go. I'm going to tell you something. So, I'm not going to even get I'm not going to even name this person. Cuz I don't want other listeners to get the wrong idea, right? I don't want the other listeners to think this is a good thing to do. That's the man's black. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry O'Terry. But a, a, a person who supports us on Patreon, and I appreciate it, and a listener, sent me a tweet. Or sent the show a tweet. Okay? And I have a response. By the way, when I got this tweet, I was literally in the middle of something. Okay? I was doing something. Okay, but you masturbate every single day. I know, but this was a new Michael Del Rey video. I had never seen it. And I was just okay. working up right up to the point of climax. You know when, like, the pre come and you touch the tip of your dick and it forms a string right mm-hmm. from your finger? Like a spider web? The, yeah. From like the a spider head. web in the Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. And not in the Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. In the Morning Dew. It's yeah. <laughs> a great name. Bring you to the stage, Morning Dew. No, uh, Taylor, in your case, it's Mountain Dew. So anyway. I come Mountain Dew. Yes, that's, that's the, the secret is out. I think it was Friday night. I'm not sure. The 13th. When was the 13th? Uh, Wednesday night. Uh, was it Wednesday, really? How do you oh. know that? Because mm-hmm. December 15th is when Star Wars came out. Okay, so Rain Man. Before. All, All right. right. So, I, I don't, I'm in the middle of something. I'm, what I, I'm like juggling. And I get this tweet. I get the alert. Let me see it both says, hands. Both hands. It says, at okay. Joba Tance, I love you and I support you on Patreon, but when you said Trixie and Katya are just funny for drag queens 
and don't stack up to the Eric Andre show. Bitch, no. That's very condescending. Okay. You know what? Fair point. I'm sure Evan agrees with that. Go ahead, Evan. It's very condescending. It's almost like condensation. That's got... I know this is bad. Go on. It's not funny. You're not allowed to talk for the next 10 minutes. Okay, yeah. bye. Then I write... Because I'm like, someone's just called me condescending. Someone's, you know, leveled a charge against me. So I stop what I'm doing. And I say, how is it condescending? My point wasn't that Eric Andre is necessarily funnier. Funny is a matter of taste. My point was that they didn't invent absurd humor. I have to disagree about the condescension. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then this, this person writes, in quotes, funny for drag queens, question mark? That's in quotes. He goes... That's like saying about a female comic, oh, she's funny for a woman. Okay. Then I wrote, because then I'm like, you know what? I I have a response and I'm going to deliver this response. Okay. Hmm. I have to disagree on that one. Faulty logic. Look, you like Trixie and Katya. That's great. There are hundreds of thousands of people who agree with you. I support that. Twitter affords me neither the space nor the energy to explore this any further. Okay. To which he writes, wow, today I learned Joe Batanz is super sensitive, won't bother you again, don't worry. Okay? And I say, I'm literally 0% offended, it's just a long conversation that's hard to have on Twitter, and I'm in the middle of something right now and can't devote the time and space it deserves, and he writes, all the best. Okay, here's the response. You're not born a fucking drag queen. Okay? You're born a woman. You're born a black person. You were born, you know, a white person. You're born Asian. And so to hold something that someone is born with against them is offensive. Okay? Because you're saying no matter what you do, you can never be better than that because of, of something that's inherently wrong or weak about you. But drag is an art. It's a craft. Okay? And what my point is, is if you are a, like, in other words, if you had a chef come into RuPaul's Drag Race, and that's what the makeover challenges essentially are, right? They're good mm-hmm. drag queens for, she- for you know, little people. They're good drag queens for people who are in the military. They're, uh, if you had a chef go on RuPaul's Drag Race, no, he's a good stand-up comic for a chef or a good drag queen for a chef. It's taking someone who that's not what they do. And they're trying some other craft, and you're judging their abilities based on the the area of focus that they're in. You could even use it with stand-up comics and podcasting. Oh, they're you know he's funny for a podcaster. Okay, it's almost just as offensive. The reverse is just as offensive for comics. If you're saying that people who practice their craft are just as good as people who go night after night working their set material over and over again, playing shitty bars, shitty clubs, traveling the, around the country to hone their their you know their five, their ten, their twenty minutes, like working it, working it, working it, doing every line. That you think a person who doesn't do that all the time can just go up and do that? It, it, it's wrong, and it's it's sort of offensive to their craft, just as you would say. If I just threw on a cheap wig and a dress and go like, oh, well, would you say he's just as good as RuPaul? No, because – but you might say if I did that on Amateur Drag Night, oh, he's pretty good for a comic that he's doing drag. 
Does that make sense, Taylor? Do you want to weigh in on any of this? No, I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything to add. I think I think what you're saying is tr- is true. We, we, we've actually we've talked about the fact that you know when you listen to Bianca Del Rio, Bianca Del Rio does a lot of jokes that are very you can kind of see them coming. Mm-hmm. You can definitely see where they're coming from, and she is very much of that Don Rickles, Joan Rivers, yuck yuck yuck. She's got the she's she's probably got an actual Rolodex of all of these jokes that she knows that she can go through. And when you consider there are a million comics out there mm-hmm. that do the play every night, that she needs something that kind of elevates her and gets your attention. That's why not only is she a drag queen, but she's kind of that clown drag queen with the crazy eyelashes and the big hair and all that kind of stuff because she needs the attention. She needs to be able to get your attention. Am I helping your argument? No, no, you're right. You're right. You're making a very good point. So I remember you said that on season six. You said, you know, she wouldn't get as much attention had she not had the dry queen thing angle for her. So I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Evan, do you want to weigh in here? I'm sorry. I still have six minutes. Okay. Oh my God. He he is (laughs) Um, so fucking sensitive. No, I, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, it's, you're making a good case for someone who just learned how to speak, but no, this per- this person is being obnoxious. I, I I completely understand why you're frustrated. No, I'm not judging whether the person was obnoxious. I'm saying I'm saying it was obnoxious. Like, get over it. Okay. Now, here's what else I'll say because I think Taylor brought up a really good point, which is in comedy. You know, I, I don't think, I don't know if we talked about this in the show, but a, a listener, uh, Sarah Yu, wrote to us and recommended that we listen or we watch uh, Bob's special, suspiciously large black woman on Netflix. And I don't, I don't know if Taylor or Evan got a chance to look at this. Um, I did. I watched it. And look, I've seen a lot of stand-up. And I'm not saying – you might judge it because I'm saying it's meh. And you might judge it in the negative half, glass half empty kind of way. But what I'm saying is you could see that same set, that same – not those jokes, but the same quality of set anywhere in New York City. You go to a club – you're going to see that quality of jokes from the person who's opening for a headliner in New York City. I hate to say it. I don't even know if Bob would agree with that. What happens is people get a lot of attention from a television show, whether it be RuPaul's Drag Race or any other show. And now because they can fill a theater because of their fame somewhere else, they now get headlining spots before they're ready. Okay, Or a sequel to a movie that doesn't need to be made. Yeah, let me tell you, to use stand-up comedy, Jay Leno, no matter what you think of Jay Leno, I'm not, but Jay Leno in the 70s was considered one of the top comics working. And to this day, to this day, Jay Leno has an entire, like, 45-minute set that he's never done any of the jokes on television, and he only does it for, like, private corporate gigs or private shows. Because it's so hard to build up an act. It takes so long to build up an act that's worked, that's solid, that's perfect, that you're not just going to go spill it all over the place. So to, to think that someone could do a 45-minute set just like that, when Louis C.K. was doing that, comics were like, oh, my God. It's like the equivalent of like Michael Jordan because he was coming out with a new set that was really good every year, and people were like losing their minds. If you remember, Jerry Seinfeld did a whole documentary. Yeah. 
about how he remember he did a whole tour called I'm telling you for the last time where he retired the set he'd been doing for 30 years and he did a documentary about him building up a new set like when you're a comic you build that 45 minute set and you protect it and that's your little baby that's what makes you money you know yeah and yeah. so uh, these are top top comics and so what I'm saying is like Bob the Drive Queen it's fine it, there's nothing wrong with it I maybe smiled a couple of times but what we have to realize is what Bianca Del Rio and Bob the Drag Queen are doing are good comedy for drag queens. Because that's what they essentially are. First and foremost, they're drag queens. Yes, Taylor? I would, I would, I would say this, or maybe add to this. People that go and see a Bianca Del Rio show or a Bob the Drag Queen show are not necessarily going to see a comedy show. They are going to see characters from a tv show that they loved that they know are funny but they're not going through you don't get comedy fans with that you get people that you know you're gonna laugh because you know who they are and they're probably gonna throw some drag race shade at some of the queens and you're you, they're they're extensions of a show that people love yeah and and i'm gonna tell you something i'm not gonna I'm not going to identify my source. And maybe this person, Evan's more of an expert on Trixie and Katya than I am. Maybe this isn't a secret. But I happen to know through other ways, and I can only speak for Trixie, that she hates doing drag. She hates it. She cannot stand it. And she feels trapped by the character of Trixie Mattel. She wishes she could be Brian singing her country songs or Brian being a comedian. And, and I think... I can expect, I feel like Katya has sort of talked about this. I don't know if Trixie's talked about this, but there is a sort of like that's why I want to cut off any sort of like well Trixie and Katya identify as women. I've never seen them say they identify as women. Do they? Evan, do you know they, this? They joke about it, but no, they don't actually identify as women. Like that's like that's that's Katya's like shtick is that she's like I am a woman, but like she obviously yeah, yeah, isn't. Yeah. But like no, not not personally. They yeah. say that though because if, if I may, no, my ahead. understanding is that they both talk about hating it, and I think it's actually very common amongst most people who do drag race because you get into drag because you enjoy it and it's fun and it's this cool creative outlet. But then as soon as you get thrusted into this machine that drag race is now, it's it becomes work, and work is a four letter word for a reason for everybody. And I think for them, like they. She very Trixie very may well not like doing drag now, but I think it's something that when like they just get thrusted into this lifestyle where it's just constant. I would hate it too. It's not an, you don't you, you get up and go to work. That's fine. They get up, but it takes four some hours to you know get this look together. I would hate it too. Well, also to give Trixie and Katya the benefit of the doubt is they don't have the luxury that people do to work their comedy. So. I'm not saying they would be bad comics if they worked with their craft, but they don't have that luxury, you know? And so they if, they, if they should, maybe they don't have, you know, the time or the energy to take off the drag and go to tiny little clubs in L.A. and do some sets and work that shit out. It takes work. It's and it, hard. And it, it's true. And, and they try it in their show. They have a little segment where it's, it's Brian and Brian, and they go out on the streets and they interview people. And it's funny. But it's funny because it's it's so obviously like it's not that it's it's so they, they pretend like it's not them or they don't like they're different people like their humor is completely contingent on them the absurd idea that they're actually women like it would never work if they were just sitting there in their underwear and going to going on what Taylor said earlier too is I have a friend who she teaches comedy classes for a living okay 
And sometimes I'll go to the showcases that, where the people go up and do stand-up, and they have all their friends come and watch them do stand-up. And everyone is just laughing hysterically. By the way, the jokes are not good at all. These are people who are brand new at stand-up, right? But their people are laughing because it would be like if I went to go see Taylor do stand-up, I would be laughing hysterically. That's my friend Taylor, and I know him, so I know those jokes mean something to me. Same thing with Evan, you know? So it's the same thing with these RuPaul's Drag Race queens. If people go and they see Bianca and they see Bob and they're laughing hysterically. And by the way, Bob's made me laugh when I see her do the warm-ups for the finale. Uh, I'm not saying Bob's bad. I'm not saying Bianca's bad. I'm just saying they're good for drag queens. And I'm not saying that's not condescending. It's just their craft. They're amazing drag queens. They won RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay? That's hard. They're very skilled drag queens. But it doesn't mean because you're a really good drag queen doesn't mean you're a really good sand comic. Um, all right, moving on. Now it's, oh, I'm sorry, back in the workroom, the girls spontaneously discussed out loud why each of them should be placed in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. All of the answers seemed pretty canned, all that is except for Chanel. I think I deserve to be in the Drag Race Hall of Fame because I do a lot of character illusions, I can juggle, I can ride unicycles. Does that Put you in the Drag Race Hall of Fame? <laughs> I don't let wardrobe wear me. I wear it. And that in itself is an art. I put so much power and passion into the art form. But I feel that I can emulate the essence of what femininity and couture is. And I enjoy it. I want to win. I deserve to win. I'm a badass bitch. All right, now it's time for the looks. Evan, what do you got for us today? Uh, what do I have? Yeah, you're running Let's, the looks. So okay. you're totally ready. A look Let's of confusion go. on his I'm face. From the looks confused. <laughs> I'm really sitting on this pun of how much we're talking about stand-up just now, and I just want to tell Shad or Chanel to sit down, but that's not good. All right, so for the that, final well, You're speech, right, I agree with that. It's not good. Sit down. It's, it's not good, but you know, you, you just you word vomit, and it, sometimes it's, it's what it, it is what it is. Uh, looks okay. So the first look that we have on this All Star stage is um, Chad Michaels, who is wearing a. And please jump in anytime, Taylor, because I think you're a little better at these specifics. Um, okay. She's wearing a bodysuit, and it's very it's metallic ish with bits of mesh and thigh high boots and a blonde curly wig. Uh, it's it's cool. It's fine. It's a it's a toot for me but it's definitely i did like kind of say what mention what you brought up in the beginning of this it's nothing like amazing it's not nothing screams best of the best i think she low-key probably used her best drag for the finale of season four or not the finale but the the taping where they lip sync or whatever in the for the, their lives at the end and i just it's not it's not as special to me it's a toot but nothing special are you going to go to somebody now? Please. You're ru- you're running the show, Evan. Do I pass it off to you? Well, who who do you want to go Here, next? Taylor, your thoughts next. Oh my. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um <laughs> it's like Taylor and I are like letting the boy drive. <laughs> turn signal, turn signal. Um yeah, no this this was in particular if Chad was talking, you know, this is the pinnacle moment. This is you save the best for last. And the fact that she came out in this 
cat suit with the metallic with the shears, just like Evan described. It just strikes me as, oh my god, I've run out of outfits. What is something that I can throw? It just felt very thrown on, yeah. and was just not. When you think about Chad Michaels, you always think polished, and you think gracious and elegant, and all the things that were said. Um, and this just was not it for me. Toot or boot, boot. I'm sorry, boot. Boot. You boot it, even though it's it's basic and very much. It's, it's, it, yes, because it's basic. This is the finale of All Stars. They didn't know what a shit show and a garbage fire it was going to be, so they should have come prepared to have. You know, we've seen, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is some of the elegant dresses that we've seen in regular challenges in other seasons that could have easily replaced this on some of the queens. I mean, one of my favorite all-time looks, speaking of Bianca Del Rio, is the Bianca Del Rio black and white look. Oof. Something like that, that should be saved for a finale of an all-star season. And and especially with somebody that was a, that was expected to go as far as she did. She, it, it, it's disappointing. It's a disappointing look from her. Joe? I don't hate it. Two. That's it? All right. Next up, we have Juju Beam, or Airline, who is wearing um, Loatian Couture. Um, Juju Beam is wearing a Cerulean, as um, Meryl Streep would say, dress. It is, it's got like a weird train. Why would Meryl Streep say that? Because she says it in the Devil Wears Prada when she's talking about oh. the pilots, that long thing. What's her name in the Devil Wears Prada? Um, it is... Oh, fuck. What is her name? Okay. That, no, that means that's no, bullshit no, no, about no, no, All no. About Eve that no, you don't no, no, know. No, no, no. Stop, stop. I do know. It's, 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 wait. Mar- it's Miranda Priestling. No. Is it Miranda Priestly? Priestling, right? It's Miranda. It's Miranda. Her, name is, her name is Miranda. Priestling, Priestling... Hold on. No, that, I do know that movie. Don't. Miranda Priestling. Priestling. Oh, God. It is Priestly, yes. Ooh. Yep. Okay. So, and she has that whole monologue, whatever. She's wearing, okay, so Juju B is wearing that dress with what looks like really odd, they're like cream issues that I think don't actually have heels. They're like the, the weird, mm-hmm. like chunky fronts, whatever. And Michelle talks about not liking them. This is, I mean, again, this is a, a boot for me. Just because it's pfft, nothing really exciting. Taylor, passing the Thank driver's you. stick to you. Hey. Um, this this was not a flattering look for her. I thought that her padding in the hips and the ass were too big for her small frame. And again, kind of a basic dress. It kind of looks like, and I get that she does the, I just, I look like I work at the mall. But this particularly looked like she worked at a cheap store in the mall. So this would definitely be a boot for me as well. It's like the outlet store mm-hmm. at the mall, yeah. Joe and Taylor Loft. Oh, boot! All right, welcome to my world, Evan. This is what he does. Wow! All right, next up, you know, you know, next up is Raven, who is wearing a um, oh god, what is this? This is something. She's not wearing much, but she's wearing um, granny panties that are black and high, like waisted up above, like the belly button. She's got a bra on. With this like beautiful sheer um, cape or what, whatever you want to call this, with a very like platinum blonde wig, she kind of looks like a Malfoy like whorish stepmommy. <laughs> um, I'm obsessed with this. I think she looks stunning. 
Um, would I say this is an all like a gram finale of an all star season look? No, but this is definitely like the S. I think what she says, I'm giving the essence of Raven six. I think this is very much her, and she looks phenomenal. So, this is a total toot for me, Taylor. Number one, I want Horish Malfoy to be my drag name one day. Well, I'm here for that, yeah. So, number two, I give this look a boot. Oh, really? I, because it goes back kind of to the whole thing that I was saying before with the theme, but in particular, I, and I got the, I look like very Veronica Lake to me. Like, the, that looks kind of like what she was trying to do. He has no do. idea who that is. I, that's why I said the name. I just was curious if he was going to just nod his head or who's Veronica Lake? Clay. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Google it later. Okay. In particular, Raven's makeup is horrifying in this. It's really? Horrifying I think it's stunning. It's awful. It's it, awful. With the weird, chalky, and if you look, she's drawn her lips where she almost looks like the Joker, where they are way too far out. Because there's one of these that I'm like, I should like this look because I love the whole sheer with the big shoulder pads and the real where you could see everything. But there was something off-putting about it. That and all of the little flyaways and split ends on the wig. It with the it, from from the neck down, I kind of liked it, but I was so distracted by we shoved our face in a bowl of bisquick and then kind of drew things on it. It it was just it was horrible. That's so odd that you say that. I got the same feedback from the few boys I hooked up with on Grinder. Interesting. Joe? Boot. Um, it's really surprising to me. I think she looks so good here. Mm, no, is, you're wrong. It is a little bit. You're bis- wrong. It is a little. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, it's good for a drag queen, but, you know. Mm, I, again, <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. All right. Next up is um, Amateur Night at Red Lobster. Um, <laughs> Chanel, who was wearing... So something. Um, it's a crustacean, weird showgirl velvet red. It's almost like what um, Hanny, the girl who did the the red velvet cake, like thought she was gonna look like, and then she just I don't know. This is this is tough for me. What her. are you talking about? You remember when you remember when Stacey Lane Matthews Stacey was Lane like Matthews. she wore this like velvet red like oh, dress. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She I thought, totally she forgot she was, about that. And she thought she was so fierce. And then like, yeah, I don't know. It's that same color for me. But this is this is tough. This is really tough. Major. This is a big crustacean boot for me. Yeah. This is a hermit. Every- cra- this is a hermit crab shell. No. <laughs> Everything's not necessarily better down where it's wetter because no. this is Take she this. looks it it looks it it looks showgirl but like in like not on the strip like three or four blocks off the strip no, like bikini bo- bikini rock bottom drag <laughs> drag night the crusty crab so yeah it just it just looked heavy and there was nothing even remotely glamorous about that headpiece that she had on it like. Oh god, it was just horrible. It was well, really, well, really, really bad. It's funny too because 
she's had stuff that looks cool. Like, I mean, I, whether or not it, it's like a taste thing for some people, like her drag yeah. is, there are times where she, you may not appreciate it, but she looks cool and expensive. Like you look at this close, this looks like it's made of foam. Like, or like, yeah. it's, like it's, it's, it, it looks cheap. And that's why yes. I like, I, I appreciate what she thinks she was doing, but it's not good. And now, and also though, I would say the reverse to Raven, other than that, I hated this dress with that. I thought her makeup with the red mascara, <laughs> the red that kind of went into the smoky was very, very pretty. Yeah. I'll, I'll give her that. Yeah. So, but still a boot. Yep. Joe, you love it. Look, no, <laughs> this is what I think. This is my take. She looks like an amputated toe came to life <laughs> and ran away to like Orlando and got a job at like one of the like theme parks that's trying to like do a knockoff of Disney and c- hoping to get like the runoff customers and some sort mm-hmm. of like mermaid type show. If all the weight that Mama June lost, like, reformed. Yeah, you know, that's a good idea. Like, all the extra skin got a job in Tallahassee at a... (laughs) Tallahassee. This is very Tallahassee. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, Miss Tallahassee. Yeah. It's a boot. Let me find out. It's a toot. Don't do boots like that. It's a... It's not good. So that's all I have. Have you ever finished a sentence in your life? I just finished <laughs> it. I just finished it. Don't do boots like that. I'm going to cut this clip. What what timestamp is that? 131? Okay. 131, gonna, like 20. I'm literally going to send it to you. I'm sure so you I see. I'm sure I trailed off it. I, I, if that's me thinking of trying to say, trying to say something terrible. And I abandoned <laughs> well, it. you're half, succeeding. I abandoned mm. it half ship. All right. You hate me today, don't you? I don't hate you. <laughs> To quote Willem, the opposite of hate is not what what is it? To to hate someone implies that you care. I'm indifferent. During Untuck, the girls wandered into the gold bar to find RuPaul sitting there, ready to ask them some questions and dispense some new age wisdom for the children's I cannot wait to hear some of Taylor's takes on what she says. One of them is literally ridiculous. Let's start with Jujubee. And this is coming from someone who likes new age shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, you've come close to winning before. Yes. Listen to this advice And of it seems that there's always one small thing that holds you back. What do you think that is? You know, Rue, I am a people pleaser. You know, I try to make everybody else around me very comfortable, make everybody smile. I feel like I was born to make people happy. With that being said, I find myself almost stuck at one place while everybody else that I alleviate moves on and transitions. This is what this is why people do what you just described. Okay, listen to her advice, what she tells Jujubee to do. Listen to this. It's because you feel uncomfortable with the natural progress. If someone's falling, your natural instinct is to go and to get them, and that's really true for all of us. Mm-hmm. What would happen though if you allowed them to fall? I, I'm one of those crazies, maybe, that thinks that we all work as one organism. When one thing is off, it affects everybody. That's why I feel the need to fix yeah. yeah because you're an empathetic human being <laughs> i'm not saying we'll talk about the psychology of this afterwards but but Rue's advice is cuckoo crazy like yeah yes. but it's not your job to fix everybody that you're doing true. the world a disservice by trying to repair everything okay so i never saw it like that but <laughs> like thank you i am a people pleaser in life i'm gonna stop it though ain't no homeless man taking my change now let's move on no homeless man taking my change. Why is it bad 
if you see someone fall down to help them up. And I'm sure there is, like, look, I'm a person who is the opposite. As everyone knows, there's nothing I hate more than a twink crying. Like, if Evan started crying right now, my heart would break and I would do whatever he wanted. Okay? I mean, you do finish sentences. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's really okay. You know, Chanel, is that you? I was horrible. <laughs> I was misdiagnosed with ADHD and I can't figure out how to finish things. I'm so sorry. And he, and he moves away from the microphone. Yeah, I know. He just moved away from the microphone. I did to, I did to piss you off. No, you did not. No, I did. <laughs> it's fine. You'll never know. You'll never what? My new drag name is Misunderstood. <laughs> no, you're, there's you're, no, you're never you're, been a drag queen no. with that name before. You're, you're, this is what your drag name is. Your drag name is Valerie... Have you seen that skit, the SNL, speaking of SNL, with Maya Rudolph doing the the national anthem, where she's like, she's being Christina Aguilera, she's holding a note, and she goes, But Evan, that's what you do. I know. Well, now I know. Our own little Christina. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be be fine being little Maya. What were you guys talking about, though? Oh, yeah, Taylor, what is your, what is, what would be the hot therapy take there? What would you have told Jujubee? Uh, Nothing that RuPaul said. I mean, the, the... the thing about fixing people, I, again, yes, if we don't fix everybody and we step over people, then that does kind of make us a sociopath. But I think that it's when you fix other people in spite of yourself. You know, the, the analogy I always use is taking care, you know, if the airplane, the, the bags fall and you're with somebody that can't put it on, you put it on yourself first before you put it on the person who needs help. And it sounds like what Juju B is doing is that she helps other people before she helps herself. And that's a problem. But Rue's saying, just get the, the parachute and jump off. Right. I don't like this air, airplane airline joke. Are you guys attacking her, her culture, her name? To Raven. Now, I was surprised in the workroom you had tears in your eyes when you said you didn't want to disappoint me. I don't want to be here again another week and have you look at me and say, why the fuck did I keep her here? Mm. And... I feel like I'm letting you down, and I'm sorry. <sighs> Meanwhile, RuPaul's just beaten off this right now. Yeah, do you feel like you've disappointed me? <sighs> um, now, Sasha, the last away. three weeks, I feel like I have. I feel that Is this me I or Raven? came to a certain point in <laughs> no, each challenge and kind of froze and didn't take it to the places you wanted me to. But now, sitting here with you and these other three, I feel that I have redeemed myself. And I'm fortunate and lucky to be here. I feel completely I confident after talking with Rue. The oh, reason you you're here is yeah. because you're, the, the, top. Fuck you over, girl. you're at the top of your game right now, this very moment. Right For now, second a long, best. long second time. Best. This is as good I've as been the only bitch in the game Nothing now really you kids are there and it's so exciting to have mentored new vampires mm-hmm. to suck the blood out of all these unsuspecting people right it's <laughs> great it is chad yes ma'am yeah you're always so poised and i'm blinded by how together you always are thank you thank you what lies beneath um the skeleton of a 55-year-old man? <laughs> I think that it is really a matter of... I feel a lot of pressure 
I put forth a certain standard and people always expect me to live up to it and sometimes it's hard to. I don't want to disappoint you know, anybody. I don't want to disappoint my family or my fans. But it's pressure I put on myself and I know that... Surgeon. That it's always been about striving to be perfect. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure for a kid. It's interesting, you know, I, I've been going through He's something 60. recently where, you know, um, every time I think about it, I get this ping in my stomach, this like, oh, and I realized that my, my ego wants to keep feeling that feeling to get that ping because I'm addicted to that, oh, when the truth is, Someone if I don't help. have that thought, I, help them. I don't have that feeling. So I'm just retraining my thought process to not go there and say, oh, Root, you're doing it again. Yes, Taylor? This makes no fucking sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. It makes no sense. What she, the, the very end of it makes sense in that she is describing cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. She's describing CBT, which is something that I do with probably 90% of the clients that I work with. But the whole I'm addicted to feeling gross, so I keep doing it. That kind of goes against what CBT is. There are things that I'm doing that I don't like. So we we figure out what, okay, what is it that you're doing? What are the thoughts behind it? What can we do to move past it? And the, the way she does this whole thing of where it, it has nothing to do with what he's talking about. And it has nothing to, it, the whole thing, to, that that part actually angered me when she was saying that. I'm almost wondering if she's not, not articulated it. And having read some of the same books she has, I think what she's trying to get at is sometimes we become addicted to anxiety. So in other words, it's the world that we know. And so because we are comfortable in that anxiety, even though we feel terrible, it's the only thing we know and anything else seems awful. Evan and I have a mutual friend who's from outside looking in, his life is horrible, right? <laughs> like sad. But um, I think he's addicted, he's addicted to feeling that way. Does that make sense? And I think it's, that's kind of what yeah, she's getting familiar. Well, better the yeah. devil you know. I yeah. get that. But most people that... And he literally knows the devil. <laughs> and at some point, though, the idea is to move beyond that. Ideally. Um, all right. Let's move on. So, in essence, it's a payoff. Are you willing to let go of the payoff you get from thinking of yourself as not perfect? Mm-hmm. You know, talking to Rue just kind of helped me realize that I need to stop worrying about being perfect and trying to please everybody because it's impossible. Okay. I want everyone to listen to this. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. And there's actually a great example that they separated by a break and the coming up next and previous. Uh, all this is get separated. But when I cut it out, you're going to hear it firsthand. It's the same sentence with different music. And you'll see how it affects the mood of the show. Here we go. First one is before the break. You're always so confident put together. I just wonder, is that confidence, is it covering something up? What, what is that? That's menacing music, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. No, same sentence. Chanel. You're always so confident, put together. I just wonder, is that confidence, is it covering something up? What, what is that? 
Isn't that weird? Like the first one, you're like, oh, she's fucking dropping that fucking bitch. She's dropping it. Right. Chanel. And then the second time, it's like, oh, she's comforting mama. Right. You know? It's so weird. Well, comforting mama. Nobody gives a shit about comforting mama. Not these queens. They want to watch drama. So they're going to stick through and watch all of the horrible commercials. You know, for boy butter. She's going to yeah, get eviscerated. For, 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 for boy for butter. prep and friggin' yeah. cruises to wherever. Yeah. And then there's like some like weird insurance, too. It's funny because. Um, I'm really not that confident a person. Really? Oh, are you? I grew well, you're up in the, um, Come out the of your fat shell. kid in school. I was the kid that <laughs> so many people tormented and so many people put down. I never really had friends. I never went out. I never did anything. My mom was my best friend. My mother had a massive heart attack and she died. And they felt like I had lost the will to live. She always made me feel like you are the most amazing person in the entire world. She's the reason I'm here right now. She guides me everywhere I go. And I think some people think that I mask my insecurities in, in crazy costumes and things. But I only do what I love and what comes from the heart. And I love what I do. And you know what? I'm really fucking good at it. Mm. And it took my mother passing away for me to realize in my mind, you know what, Brian? You are good. At wearing Ed Hardy if, hats. If you didn't know before that you are worthy... I want you to know it now, not just know it on an intellectual level, but on an emotional level. And you have to be willing to let go of those old crutches, because they're sort of go-to crutches that sort of propel you forward. You needn't look to those other crutches anymore. You've made it. You're there. It's done. We are linked forever, mm -hmm. not only because of this show, but... Because of what we do, our love for dancing to the beat of a different drummer. And you because are absolutely my heroes, really. It's such a great opportunity to work with you kids and to mentor you kids. Right now, this moment, this is it. Meanwhile, by the way, none of them have her phone number. <laughs> yeah, we're linked forever. Get out of here, girl. Yeah. Back on the main stage, Chanel and Jujubee were eliminated right off the bat. That left Raven and Chad Michaels in the top two and set for a lip sync battle for the crown. Taylor, did I cut you off? Did you have something to say? I just was going to say, the, uh, Chanel, I feel for. Chanel, I feel for in the way that I felt for Ben De La Creme when she told her story about her mom and that she was kind of the chubby kid that was bullied and that kind of stuff. That that speaks to me. Which is funny because today, the Evan's the chubby kid that's bullied. <laughs> I am. Oh. <laughs> Evan's not chubby, but it worked in the joke. No, he's not chubby. He's morbidly obese. So we, <laughs> I prefer it. I prefer um, swollen. Swole, he's swole, as the kids say nowadays. Taylor swollen. and I would give our left literal breast to be as chubby <laughs> as you are. The problem with Chanel, mm -hmm. well, that could be a podcast all in itself. <laughs> a multi that's like serial. Can I go? Can I go on the, the, go on the record that I if I feel really bad if she ever she'll never listen to this, but like no, no, she's I, immensely I, I, talented. But I, I've shat on her all she season. Is. She's very and she deserves she, every success she has. But like 
Yeah, go take it away. She the, the thing is with this, and this is something I've seen with other queens, and this is something I've seen with RuPaul. We're clearly having an emotional moment, and her voice is breaking like this. Not a single tear, no running mascara. You hear you, you no hear eyes RuPaul watering up. Yeah, beating off under the table. Yeah, it's like who can actually watch RuPaul hike up her dress in that director's chair and just start going to town on herself, just beating that dick like it owes somebody money. That that is that seems to be where they, there was almost this weird competition between all of them. That's that that's just it. And I, I've gone on record that I like Chanel. I even though she, I don't know that she really should have gone as far as she did. I I think Chanel, I still think Chanel is kind of cute as a boy. Oh. I just you know the Ed Hardy hats. You're right. Well, I, that was something that I didn't realize until Evan brought it up in the first episode, and then that's all I could see was Ed Hardy hats. Did I? What did I call? But, did I call her Pheromone's grandmother too? <laughs> you said That's something mean. like that, yes. Oh, God. But I just that, that that whole thing just that that read to me like the speech when they were all getting ready, and that you know I'm a unit, I'm a unicyclist, I'm a juggler, all these <laughs> different things. Where where she thought this is my chance to do my speech, and they're going to play this on the show when I win the when I win the crown. But she says on Untucked that she didn't think she was going to win. No, I. You're right. She did. She, that that is true. As I said that, I recognize that. But I think she was looking for her moment, and I think that this was she had two opportunities: she, the speech of where I'm a I'm a unicyclist, I'm a juggler, and then this whole thing of this is my life, this is my passion, and I am fucking good at this, and and all that kind of thing. That's she was she was looking she was looking for TV moments. She recognized. There were going to be TV moments, and this was one. And she was also just trying to get all of her skills out on a on a on a digital resume. That when she doesn't win Drag Race All Stars, she can at least let people know that she can unicycle and juggle and juggle. But can she juggle while she's on a unicycle? I'm sure she could. Back on the main stage, Chanel and Jujubee were eliminated right off the bat. That left Raven and Chad Michaels in the top two, and set up for a lip sync battle for the crown. The song. <laughs> Response to Trinity, Taylor's favorite song in all the world. Both girls gave it their all, but Chad Michaels was crowned the winner of All Stars Season 1 and earned her spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? I have a question or something that actually was brought up through the entire season, yeah. and I kind of wanted to bring it up. When they would do the thing in the beginning, right before they would show the logo for RuPaul's Drag Race, they would have all of them standing and like, kind of like moving to where to the to the big picture mm-hmm. at the um, at the end of the wall that for for Drag Race mm-hmm. for the for the All Star winner. I, this is making sense in my head. I know no, I'm it's suddenly like- all jumbled, but. Most of them were in their 60s outfits, except for Mimi, I'm first, and Pandora Box, who were wearing completely different outfits. Mm-hmm. So, do you? I, I, it's just that that's it's like little details like that that take away from the like, oh, they go away, they get on the airplane, they you know, they move like obviously they kind of hung around in a hotel and they said, okay, well, now we're gonna have y'all do this where you all kind of bow to the to the picture. Well, you can look at Pandora's face, Pandora looks pissed, yeah. right? I mean, it, it's it's just one of these words, like a contractual obligation, sort of yeah. thing. And I, 
There was something they did recently where I was like, oh, you can tell that person's pissed. It was RuPaul's Drag Race, and you could tell they left early or something like that. Yes, Evan, you have something to say. Was it hopefully they didn't tell them that they were going to, like, you know, get a chance to come back or have some stick around and we'll bring you, you know, you, you, there's something we need you to do, and then they show up, and that's all they, like, they have to do is just. Well, they know they have some contractual obligations. Like, I do know that for the, um, for the promo for season 10, uh, when they filmed season 10, two of the queens had ju- already been eliminated. In fact, one of them had just been eliminated the night before. So Ooh. when you see the promo, two of the queens had just been eliminated. So uh, they did it you know, after those two queens had been eliminated. So They did, they did it for, for season six, too, did they not? They had to have done it for season six. I know for they... season seven, Tempest Du Jour had already been eliminated when they filmed the promo. Aww. And um, season six, probably, too. I don't know. There was some. I think it was. I think there was something I, I read where the person had to pretend like they they could win. Still, I can't. Remember, I can't remember who it was or what Coco. it was. <laughs> well, she was getting her life on that bus. Mm. Uh, well, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, I'm not joking. Oh, wait, no, it is. I'm, oh, no, I'm not gonna hold back. Oh, at all. Yeah. Oh, not at all. No, at all. Um. All right, Evan. Any final thoughts on the episode? We have, you, everything that you thought about this episode, you've gotten out. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, Chad about to die, so Rue wanted him to be happy. So, I mean, good for him. <laughs> you guys know that, right? Taylor, any thoughts? I don't you know. Guys don't know you, guys don't know. you guys don't know that? That's like one of the funniest things ever happened out of, out of this season is that they're, it's a YouTube comment on, um, on like why they think Chad won. And it was someone was, some troll was like, Chad's about to die, so Rue wants him to be happy. And that's like the joke about why he won because Chad's old. Taylor, do you have no. any final thoughts on the episode? I don't know what he, I don't. I'm. I. He lost me. We're done. It, it, it was. It was. It was, a, it was a complete sentence. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you don't get. Was it? It was. Was it? Yeah. You know what? Maybe I like it better when you weren't completing the sentences. <laughs> um. You know what? Okay, Taylor, say something that has something to say at the end. No, I just I I I'm glad that I came back for for this episode. This this was fun. I'm thrilled, and I'm glad the season is over. <laughs> Babaloo. <sighs> Babaloo hated this season. Oh, he should. Oh yeah, no, he was just like he kept saying, "Why are we watching this?" And I'm like, "Well, because this way I kind of go through the arc with them." On the sidelines, mm-hmm. and then that way I come in at the end. But I, yeah, no, this was not. This was not strong, and the fact that I remember really enjoying this season makes me question, as we talked about before, all other seasons of Drag Race. You know what? You're right, Taylor. I liked it too when it first came out. Yeah, I liked it too, and then I I will say that I I have two. Well, you were four. <laughs> that was last year. Um, I. We'll say that I really hate the season, but I appreciate it now because I think it, like, if you were to look at Drag Race on, like, a timeline, I think you could structure, like, different eras or sagas of, like, what the TV show has been elevated to. All-Stars 1 was a hot-ass mess, but I think it had to be terrible because without it, like, you really wouldn't, it could either have gone much worse afterwards or it could have only gotten better. And I think whatever happened during All-Stars 1 they figured it out or something like something something worked from them fucking up massively because season five was incredible and like i think it's just only built from there so i appreciate it but i don't i it's been bad but i do think that rue has never looked better 
consistently the only, like one of the best things about this entire these this entire six episodes. Like if you name one time Rude did not look good in drag. You could argue I would you, agree could, argue, you, you could argue that like there are times or like recently where he's maybe not looked his best or her best, but absolutely stunning this whole time. What do you think about how she looks in the promo for All Stars Three? Oh, I'm obsessed. All, she, she, she looks the All Stars it's, Three it's promo is, look. is so incredible. It's like conceptually what I think that they wanted to do with this promo, but with like the budget and the discipline from having a terrible season like this. They on the record, the promo for three All Stars Three has been incredible. I'm I'm so excited. And I like kind of know what happens and I'm I'm still excited. I, I don't know anything. I don't want to uh, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. No, I'm, not no, 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 I'm, I'm not gonna say anything, but like like it's it's like the fact that I like I'm I'm pumped about it is based on what they're what they're putting out is telling for me. No? Okay. Alright, I wanna say this, and that this is from the heart. Evan, get out. Come on, Jazz Masters. <laughs> no, what I was gonna say is Evan Evan uh, Ayer's done fucked up drag race recap. Yeah. <laughs> Evan Ayer's done fucked up drag race recap. No, what I was gonna say is Taylor and I were mean to you today, but notice that we – I think that's a, a good sign. Like, we were polite to you in episode one, oh, and yeah. today we feel comfortable enough with you to take the piss, so to speak. And mm-hmm. so I think it shows how much you've grown on this show, that we feel comfortable with you, and yeah. that we are so happy you're here. And I think I think you did – I think you grew a lot during this uh, season, and I think that I was did. Really I did gain seven pounds, so thank you so much for noticing. Did you want to gain seven pounds? Who wants to gain seven pounds? Ethiopians. <laughs> well, that's that's insensitive. No, but thank you. This has been really nice, and I've had a great time, and I can't wait to leave. <laughs> I'm. Well, that concludes this very <laughs> special season of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap All Stars <laughs> Season One. We would like to thank each and every one of you who have spent your hard-earned money to support our show, and we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. Which you know what I said this as a joke last time, and I really mean it. We I did not enjoy creating at all. <laughs> this was awful. So for Evan Ayers, Taylor the Latte Boy, and myself. Okay, let me pre- wait. Okay, full sentences, full sentences, full sentences. Oh my god! <gasps> Sashay away until never again for me. <clears throat> Sashay away until what season? 10, Taylor, Evan, there's a script right in front of you. I, it's a complete sentence. I don't know how to read that. Taylor, just do it. Just do sachet it. away until All Stars 3. No, it's just sachet away. <laughs> we end oh. every season with just sachet away. Oh, every season with sa- well, then just cut out the All, for, all Stars 3. Sachet away. Sachet away. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Follow Evan Ayers on Instagram at Evan M. Ayers, that's E-V-A-N-M-A-Y-R-E-S. And on Twitter at Nobody Cares, that's Nobody, C-A-Y-R-E-S. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz, that's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. 
The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This has been an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>